Hello and welcome to the second episode of the 1 in 20,000 series. First of all, thank you for the amazing response to our first episode, India. Please do keep sending in your feedback. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Mr. Prasanna Sharul, the founder of ORDI, a rare disease patient care and advocacy organization. He's an Ashoka Fellow and has extensive practical experience having been associated with the cause over the last 20 years. In this podcast, we will talk about what is being done for patients with rare diseases, the status of rare disease patients in India, and his work to create a better future for them. I have a lot of questions from you. And uh, hopefully we'll have an, a very informative session. So my first question would be, why did you start ORDI? And uh, can you tell us a bit more about your personal experience? ORDI started in 2014 because there was no common voice on rare diseases in India, representing all the 7,000 plus diseases and the challenges of these patients families and caregivers. There was a need to unite patients, smaller disease support group and to bring all the stakeholders on the common page to arrive at a common voice on the requirement of the community, etc. So to address these challenges, ODI came into picture. But however, uh, there is a long history. Personally, uh, my journey started with my daughter uh, who diagnosed with Pompeii at the age of seven years after going across India, visiting various hospitals and 40 plus hospitals and doctors. We diagnosed it as a Pompeii when she was seven years. Pompeii is a neuromuscular disease where due to a deficiency of a particular enzyme leads to muscle uh, hardening and you know, tightening. So when she was born, she was normal. Of course, there were uh, initially we had a problems of uh, infections and you know lung infections where uh, repeated hospitalizations and visit to doctors were there. However, the doctor felt that it is common in some of the children and it may take some time. But our worries increased uh, even after one year. Uh, she was not normal in terms of uh, uh, her activities, getting up, crawling. Then at the age of one and a half year or close to two years, we went to Nimans and diagnosed it as a myopathy or a GST, glycogen storage disorder type 2. It was only a suspicion, but not the confirmed diagnosis. At that point of time, doctor told us this is a progressive disease and your may, daughter may not survive or she may not be normal after certain age and she will get bedridden. So with this, when our journey started, finally we got it diagnosed as Pompeii. And uh, she started uh, when, you know, respirating on the artificial ventilation through trichostomy. And then when we started looking for other options, by the time it was taxing on the family burden, then the professional career, then financial burden, various things. But however, we continued the journey. And uh, through International uh, Pompeii Association, we were able to get in touch with a company who uh, offered to give the enzyme replacement therapy, the only approved therapy at that point of time, of course, even today, and we got access to it. After the treatment, uh, there was slight improvement. And uh, of course, the, uh, she continued to be on ventilator. 
but uh, she was uh, normal in terms of all her metabolic activities and some improvements were there and then next challenge was uh, to make her uh, inclusive because mentally she was fine so we, we started going back to school where uh, my wife is to go along with her uh, stay back in the school whole day and then bring her back so the journey continued and in between we also had uh, uh, major interventions like due to the long term medication she had to undergo a therapy costing few lakhs and we work overcame about that then because of the neuromuscular uh, uh, sensitivity she also underwent a scoliosis surgery which is one of the uh, longest and toughest surgery so these were the, some of the challenges in terms of management supportive care which has taxing both mentally and financially because there are no any healthcare policies or insurance which covered under this so like this we pulled on and then uh, she started going to college also and uh, on wheelchair with ventilator uh, she was studying in bcom first year which is degree first year after 12th and unfortunately the ventilator conked off in a, while she was in college first year and uh, she uh, she had a cardiac arrest then last 16 months she has come out of coma but she is in a semi coma stage and we are uh, at home and she is at home and uh, my wife is taking care of her so the entire journey made me to think one how do we manage such uh, children with uh, various challenges because everybody in the family gets affected and our uh, career and dreams get shattered then uh, and what is the long term solution was one question second question if the company is giving free medicine to my daughter what happens if they stop and second uh, now how long will they continue and the third question was uh, when i got this support from international pompe association then i understood the power of parent support group so there was no such system available at that point of time in india and i thought we should do something indeed in my conversations with you uh, you spoke of building a movement now curious what is the movement about and why is it needed see if you look at any big change in the society approach and if you have to get the government support especially in a country like in india with various challenges and if you have to get their attention we need a big movement similarly for rare diseases also if you look at the past experiences of other uh, uh, landmark uh, uh, you know societal changes including the recent one of article 377 it is all started with a big movement so similarly a movement was uh, required to sensitize on the condition requirement challenges and status of rare disease community was needed then our requirements are different they are long term in nature they are multi dimensional and expensive and they are taxing on the entire family not just the patient these are not addressed by any existing healthcare policies of indian government both state and central there is a stigma associated with rare diseases and need to overcome this then we need to consider the, uh, rare diseases as a medical challenges under the pwd act that's personal with you know different labeled act or a separate act focused more on medical and invisible challenges so these are the few top notch requirement of our uh, uh, rare disease community and definitely a movement is required because you know one uh, uh, is always says you know a village is required to make a change can you tell us a bit about the policy part in your experience 
what have been some of the challenges in convincing administrators that their attention is required on rare diseases more than challenges let me brief you about you know initially uh, the brief work which has happened in india in this uh, area initially when uh, i started working with more than 12 governments uh, in india so uh, only the delhi government uh, responded to certain extent and recommended a financial support then the health ministry turned it down the common discussion with the policy maker is biggest is the cost they say for example while we have some diseases or uh, you know conditions requires around few lakhs or 4 to 5 lakhs per year uh, in form in giving a proper diet to the special uh, i mean some set of diseases called iems inborn error of metabolism then we have certain uh, conditions which required one time interventions to the tune of 25 to 30 or 40 lakhs for bone marrow transplantation or a lung transplantation etc but the other extreme end of rare diseases where the treatment is available most of these treatments are very 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 expensive and uh, these treatment are given based on the body weight uh, uh, of the patient for example uh, if the body weight is 10 kg uh, the medicine required uh, the cost may be around 30 to 40 lakhs per year lifelong so similarly when the patient increases uh, you know grows and the body weight correspondingly the cost of medicine per year goes up to 1 crore 1.5 crore and so forth so these are the challenges which health ministry was not equipped to handle then second part is the numbers they did not know or even today they don't know what is the burden where do they start with and what happens you know if they start treatment to one child or few children the burden on the exchequer grows up third thing the focus of the current or uh, existing government is always focused on the primary addressing the primary healthcare challenges because if, still we to still today we talk about you know general challenges of uh, scarcity of doctors scarcity of pediatricians uh, primary healthcare challenges there is no hospital in the remote villages so you know entire machinery is focused on those and basically you know focused on the number driven approach for example if there is huge number of a particular disease burden then everybody run behind that and similarly the government but in our case while we talk about 7000 diseases individually they are very very small for example uh, some diseases in india could be you know uh, maybe one patient 10 patients or few hundred patients that to you know spread across india based on the pl filed by patients delhi high court ordered a policy based on which the central government came up with a policy in 2017 but later in 2018 uh, probably in december they kept the policy in abeyance because they understood the challenges of rare diseases are still higher and uh, they felt the policy need to be reframed so now they have taken 9 uh, months time to reframe or redraft the policy which is the first setback to the patient community then later we also filed a pil in supreme court and uh, we need, we are now waiting for this the big change what we have bought after filing a an opl in supreme court is that earlier there was a discussion between only the high court and the central government and a few states like karnataka who were interacting with us uh, in terms of providing some solution but since health is a state subject there was a need to involve all the state government and union territories into this discussion and our based on our pil when the supreme court has sent notices to all the state government and uh, union territories so that everybody takes the uh, ownership 
Uh, you yes. mentioned uh, a term called burden. Now, yes. as I understand it, uh, burden is public policy speak in medical jargon for the number of people with a specific condition. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. So it's not actually, well, you did touch upon the aspects of how it is difficult for patients and families to cope. But uh, is it Correct. right to think about patients uh, in the sense that they are a burden? Uh, see, uh, definitely they are not a burden because legally or you know personally, nobody is burdened. But this is the unfortunately this is the terminology used by the policymaker. You know, healthcare, a healthcare burden or you know exchequer burden. But uh, legally, if you speak, everybody has right to live and everybody has right to health. And uh, no, why should we deny the chance of uh, living for a child or a person only because they are few in numbers and only because their you know, uh, treatment is costly? That is a beautiful thought. Uh, I do agree with you. And that is one reason why we're bringing out one in 20,000. My next question would be on the patient advocacy part. You are in touch with patient advocacy groups abroad as well. And uh, I was curious on what the status of welfare of patients is there and uh, what do these groups share about conditions in their own countries? How are patients faring in countries abroad? And I'm here I'm talking about a bit more advanced possibly or if you have experience of developing countries as well, that perspective uh, would be really nice to have. One of our major uh, objective is also to work uh, in creating a disease specific patient support group in India because uh, when there is no expertise available on the medical uh, fraternity in terms of management, uh, only when the families came to come together and share their best practices in managing, managing their children uh, and work with the medical fraternity, we can come to a conclusion saying that, okay, these are the set of protocol or a list of things which need to be done or not to be done for managing a particular patient. So patient group holds an important role and uh, our objective is to create one and also work with the existing. So, so far we have been working with more than 20 patient advocacy group in India. And also, you know, we are in touch with uh, work, uh, our work with Asia, Europe, UK and US. As you mentioned, the challenges in the other countries are slightly different. So let's look at the example of US. In 1983, when the orphan drug law came, it was focused more on new drug development, research and development, because in US, there was no problem of taking care of a child or a you know, healthcare facility in terms of be it primary, secondary or a tertiary care. And finally, uh, when cert certain things were started diagnosed, only requirement was to treat them. But in India, we always talk about uh, you know uh, rare disease policy, and we always uh, advocate for separate rare disease policy, which is focused on patients' requirement, right from healthcare challenges, identification, screening, then rehabilitation. But we also request and lobby for a separate orphan drug law in India because of the huge population. So this is one major differentiator between us and others. Then in other countries, yes, uh, over a period of time, and probably they're all, you know, some of them are smaller countries. Uh, there is an evolution. Uh, in some countries, there's a rare disease policy. In some country, policy is not there, but certain conditions are considered for reimbursement and treatment is beginning. 
but there is a process which has started from long term and it is being reviewed in every year and you know uh, more and more patients or more and more rare diseases are being supported uh, but in india that is not the case it is just a beginning when you come to patient group if you look at uh, you know european and us now most of the patient groups who are uh, done extreme extremely well in terms of creating an awareness and arriving at a funding they all have started uh, uh, investing in or funding for research and development of a drug for their conditions because the general uh, uh, industry may not come and invest due to the you know again the cost huge cost involved in development of a drug and also a cost need to be recorded by very few patients worldwide so obviously patient groups are taking initiative and there are very uh, successful example where patient group has uh, already you know uh, got an approval drug fda approval drug for their uh, uh, diseases but uh, in india still we are fighting the the basic primary healthcare need and challenges then uh, you, if you talk about different conditions of their own country uh, the challenges are similarly the same you know every patient uh, goes through the same trauma same problems but only thing they are try, uh, they address much faster than india then if you look at uh, uh, the smaller countries in asia itself taiwan which is the smallest country has a rare disease policy as early as in 2000 and very recently we have some initiative coming from china and japan has uh, almost you know full fledged uh, rare disease policy so th- um, and very recently in malaysia and singapore also there is some movement from the government i think overall uh, we are seeing a very hopeful uh, situation across the globe and also in asia that is uh, very heartening to hear i must say and associated with your last comment uh, what can or how can people support your movement ordi and the cause of rare diseases could you let us know uh, in fact you know this is one of the major area where either ordi or any you know non governmental organization depends on the support from various uh, stakeholder is very 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 important uh, on a long term basis we have major programs uh, like for example we started a rare disease helpline so we need support then we have a rare disease care coordination center which is an holistic management of uh, patients right from identifying diagnosing treatment and rehabilitation then we have started recently home for rare which is you know india's first assisted and palliative care for the rare disease patients and families then we have several advocacy meetings where there need to be traveled across india then we have awareness program like race for seven it's definitely we require a funding without which is not possible so these are the many activities def- you know require funding in absence of the government support and we keep losing many patients and our children every day so definitely we need support from the donors apart from that we need uh, connectivity with the government policy makers be it you know health, uh, bureaucrats or the ministers through their contact so that we can reach out faster minimizing a wastage of time then we need volunteers to talk about rare diseases at various forums so that you know uh, the it will help us to create a movement and uh, we also have a program special program called pragati this is a family mentorship program where each person adopts a family and mentors and try to bridge their social gaps because what happens when the family diagnosed with a rare disease they get into a shell 
saying that okay we are the only people in the world who got affected and they cut off their social activities there are a lot of needs they don't speak to the outsider so this person who mentors them bridges the gap between ward a and the family so that he focuses them on you know personal basis and, and try to understand the needs and communicate with the ward a and maybe help them in small small care so so they, these are the programs both long term and short term where financially and non financially we seek support from various people finally i can say that anyone who says i care for a rare is required for serving this community that is a brilliant thought to end this episode with thank you so much mr shirol i think you're doing wonderful work for tuning in to the second episode of the 120000 series do refer to the resources on this page to know more about ORDI and how you can contribute to them you can also download technical documents on the open drug law and medical terminologies associated with rare diseases mentioned during the podcast this podcast has been produced by Sono India artwork by Priyanka Kumar and music by Augustus Henry As independent producers we rely on you so do log on to our Patreon page to contribute and keep us going. We look forward to having you back for a third episode soon. I Amantika will be speaking with a patient who has thrived both professionally and personally in spite of a condition due to which he now uses a wheelchair. So till next time